Hey there. We at Blue Wire just wanted to take a second to thank you for listening to this podcast. We know everything outside is pretty scary and uncertain, but we're committed to helping you get through your day by talking about the sports and teams that you love most. If you're looking for more great podcasts to distract you, check out BlueWirePods.com. Thanks for listening. Enjoy the podcast and stay safe. Blue Wire. With the first pick in the 2009 NFL Draft, the Detroit Lions select Matthew Stafford. Stafford, step it up. Going left side. Watch Calvin. Enzo got him. Oh, baby, that was a rocket. And it's picked off. Intercepted by Darius Slade. No one will catch him. Touchdown. Hello and welcome to episode 52 of the Michael Rothstein Show. I'm your host, Michael Rothstein, and this episode is brought to you by Bet Online. Go check them out for a welcome bonus when you use the code BLUEWIRE. And also, real quick, before we begin, if you're living in Michigan or you have a connection to the University of Michigan or you just want to be a good human and you're looking for a way to help out frontline workers in hospitals during the COVID crisis, consider donating to A2 Neighbors at a2neighbors.givingfuel.com. That's the letter A, the number two, then neighbors, N-E-I-G-H-B-O-R-S dot givingfuel. G-I-V-I-N-G-F-U-E-L.com. It's a group run by a couple of friends of mine here locally, and I've been involved as far as trying to push it out to various people. You might have seen me tweet about it or mention it here or there. And they partner with local restaurants and hospitals to feed frontline workers through donations from the public. So help out people who are helping us out so much during this time by considering a donation that can help feed someone in a hospital in the Ann Arbor, Michigan area. And as always, thanks so much to the healthcare workers and first responders. And if any of you happen to be listening to this podcast, just know how much your work and your sacrifice and your dedication means to me. So we're in the middle of draft week. Hopefully you caught yesterday's episode with offensive lineman John Runyon Jr. And rumors will pop up on the regular every day this week. While I believe the Lions will ultimately move off of the number three pick if Bob Quinn can get any sort of offer that he likes, right now, as of this recording, Quinn still has the number three overall pick. And if he doesn't find a deal, he's going to use a selection that is the highest Detroit has picked since they took Indomitian Sue 10 years ago. This is new territory for Bob Quinn as well. He had a top 10 pick last year, but he's never been with a team that has had a pick this high as most of his career is spent in New England. As he said, he hopes to never be picking this high again. And from his perspective, if the Lions end up with another pick this high in the near future based off of their own performance, he could end up not having a job at the end of it. At number three, or in Quinn's words, wherever we end up picking, the idea is to get an impactful player. He divides the top of the draft into tiers, and he wants to make sure he gets a tier one player. And that thought and making sure that happens could dictate what he's interested in in a trade as well. The goal, Quinn said, is to get a long-lasting impact player. And this year, they're hoping to find players who can come in and play right away. And it's always their goal. And Quinn's actually been pretty good there 
with day one picks in the past. If you look at his first four drafts, Jared Davis, Taylor Decker, Frank Ragnow, TJ Hawkinson, all day one starters and contributors for Detroit. Ideally, Quinn said, whoever the Lions take at number three or wherever they end up picking in round one, will be able to help them this season. If it's a player that can't help them, likely due to who's in front of them, <clears throat> quarterback. That's a much more in-depth conversation that they would have to have. Of course, this means quarterback, as we were talking about, and it's one of the main reasons why I think the Lions will inevitably pass on Tua or Justin Herbert. With this pick, Quinn is looking for hopefully a different level of player than we've been talking about in the past. Those are his words, just because of the position they're in at number three. The evaluation process is the same, but it's a better chance of landing a game-changing player. So what could the Lions end up with at number three? We'll hit on that and the history of the pick right after this break. With currently no NBA, NHL, or Major League Baseball, you might think there's nothing to bet on. You'd be wrong. Our exclusive partner, betonline.ag, still has hundreds of events, games, and props for you to wager on. From their online casino to poker and blackjack, they're bringing Vegas to you. You missing the NFL? No problem. BetOnline has live daily Madden NFL 20 simulations you can bet on. You can still wager on Survivor, Big Brother, American Idol, stock prices, even the Nathan's Hot Dog Eating Contest if it happens on July 4th. You can do all that there, too. It's all open 24 hours a day. It's all online. Use the promo code BLUEWIRE to join today and receive your new welcome bonus. Bet online, your online wagering solution. Now, back to our show. Welcome back. And to understand the number three selection, with the caveat that every year is different, particularly this year, start with the history of it. In seven of the past 10 drafts, the pick has gone defense. When it hasn't, the Jets took quarterback Sam Darnold in 2018, and Jacksonville took Jason Mendoza's favorite player, Blake Bortles, in 2014. The other non-quarterback or defensive player, that was Trent Richardson at number three to Cleveland. He's the only number three pick from 2010 on that's not in the league last season. That was a bad pick by Cleveland. A lot of the defensive focus has also been on the line. Three number three picks were clear defensive tackles. Gerald McCoy, Marcel Darius, and last year's pick, Quinnen Williams. Three others were defensive ends of different varieties. Joey Bosa, Solomon Thomas, and Deion Jordan. The last of the previous ten, Dante Fowler, who's more of a multifaceted edge rusher. So it's been a popular spot for building from the front of NFL defenses, at least in NFL vintage, recent NFL vintage. So what could that mean for the Lions? If Chase Young were to unexpectedly fall to them on Thursday, then he'd fall right in line with history. If he doesn't, and I don't believe history would be the guide here necessarily, but one would have to wonder if maybe Auburn's Derek Brown or Clemson's Isaiah Simmons are a little bit more in play than what most people are reporting at this point. I still think it's too early for South Carolina's Javon Kinlaw, the other highly rated defensive tackle, but Brown is an exceptional player and Simmons is a defensive coordinator's birthday gift with his flexibility between corner, safety, outside linebacker, and in, if you get really, really creative, maybe defensive end. 
The number three pick has been the home to a lot of Hall of Very Good players, but it's not a lock for a Hall of Fame player when you go back as far as 1968 and the start of really the current iteration of the NFL. Four current Hall of Famers were taken at number three from 1968 on. That's Claude Humphrey from Atlanta in 1968, Anthony Munoz for Cincinnati 40 years ago in 1980, Cortez Kennedy a decade later in 1990, and one other guy that you may, might have, possibly, potentially heard of. His name's Barry Sanders. He was the number three overall pick to the Lions in 1989 and one of the best running backs in NFL history. He was actually the Lions' second straight number three pick. A year earlier, they took Benny Blades at number three. And Blades is the type of player who we talked about who's that hall of very good, impactful guy teams often find here. Linebacker Carl Banks, running backs Freeman McNeil and Garrison Hurst, offensive tackle Chris Samuels, and defensive linemen Simeon Rice and Gerard Warren, along with quarterbacks Jim Everett, Steve McNair, and Matt Ryan, have also gone at number three overall. And by the way, when it comes to the Hall of Fame, the number of guys from number three should increase in the near future as receiver Larry Fitzgerald, who seems to be a lock for Canton five years after he retires, whenever that is, and offensive tackle Joe Thomas, who's still not eligible for the Hall of Fame, are former number three overall picks that just can't get into Canton yet, but one day should get into Canton. Matt Ryan and also Andre Johnson are former number threes that are not yet Hall eligible, as Matt Ryan's obviously still playing, but they could one day at least get consideration. Again, Hall of Very Good. There have been some busts, make no doubt about that. So picking at number three is not idiot proof, it's not foolproof, it's not a lock that you're going to get a guy that's going to make a difference. Richardson didn't work at all at all for Cleveland or anyone else. He ended up in the AAF for a little bit as well in the very short-lived time of the AAF a year ago. Andre Wadsworth's knees betrayed him almost for the start with Arizona. Joey Harrington, of course, is somebody the Lions are very familiar with. He's the Lions' last number three overall pick. Never really worked out in Detroit, and he ended up with more interceptions than touchdowns in his career. Vince Young only played in 60 career games and like Harrington, threw more interceptions than touchdowns. Achilles Smith only won three NFL games as an NFL starting quarterback. That's just a little worse than the eight games Heath Shuler won as a starter or the four games Jack Thompson won as a starting quarterback. So, yeah, there can be mistakes here. There's no doubt about that. The chan- But the chances of the Lions landing a good player at number three are high especially if they avoid quarterback, which they're expected to do, as we were talking about earlier with needing to find an impact player right away and that whole having Matthew Stafford thing. 33 of the number threes have played in at least 100 NFL games, and that doesn't include the more recent players like the Solomon Thomases and Joey Bosa's who should end up reaching that marker pretty easily. 35 players at number three have been starters in the NFL for at least five seasons, a number that, again, should increase this year when Joey Bosa reaches year five, and even more down the road as Thomas, Darnold, and Quinn and Williams continue to grow. 30 players from the position have made at least one Pro Bowl, led by 11 each for Larry Fitzgerald and Anthony Munoz. 16 have been first-team All-Pros at least once in their career, 
led by Munoz's nine selections, and then Joe Thomas and Barry with six each. And remember, all of this is from 1968 on because that's really when the modern NFL started. Positionally, defensive back, where it's thought the Lions might go this week with Ohio State corner Jeffrey Okuda, whether that ends up being at three or five or six, has not been a popular position at three. Just four defensive backs have gone at number three since 1968, the last being Sean Springs to Seattle in 1997. And Springs had a strong career for the Seahawks. He started 155 games in his career between Seattle, Washington, and New England. He had 33 career interceptions and 111 passes defended. He made one Pro Bowl in 1998, and he was on the all-rookie team in 1997. He put together the type of long career that one hopes is the floor for any number three overall pick. It was a good draft overall where six of the top ten picks made at least one Pro Bowl. But if you're the Lions, and as we all know, Bob Quinn in the first round likes to draft high floor players and where their ceilings are is up in the air. But Jeffrey Okuda could very well be that high floor player that Sean Springs is. But Jeffrey Okuda has a chance to be a lot better than that. Bruce Pickens, however, was a poor pick from the start for Atlanta in 1991. He was in a lawsuit against his agents off the field and considered a very raw pick on it who would need work. He had 88 career tackles, picked off two passes, and played for four teams from 1991 to 95 before being out of the league. The first two picks, by the way, in that 1991 draft, Russell Maryland and Eric Turner, became pro bowlers. Another corner, taken at five, he did too. That was Todd Light. Benny Blades, obviously familiar to Lions fans. He played nine seasons in Detroit before finishing with one year in Seattle. And by the way, if you've noticed recently on this podcast, there's a lot of connection between the Seahawks and the Lions when it comes to players throughout the history of both of the franchises. Primarily a safety, Blades started 134 games in his career and had 14 interceptions with nine forced fumbles. Like Springs, he made the Pro Bowl once. Six Pro Bowlers and Hall of Fame receiver Tim Brown came out of the top 10 of his class. The last was Leroy Keyes, who went number three to Philadelphia in 1969 and is even a caveat at best because he played both ways for a bit, actually starting his career as a running back before moving to safety where he had six interceptions in 1971. Probably not what the team wanted out of the pick. He only played 48 career games. And it's a bigger miss when you consider who went at number four. That'd be mean Joe Green. There's some history with moving the pick too, by the way. Especially for a quarterback, which a lot of people think if the trade happens, would happen here. That's what happened in 2018 when the Jets traded up from number six to number three to land Sam Darnold. The compensation for... For the Colts in that draft, number six, along with a bunch of other picks, and that resulted in Quentin Nelson, Braden Smith, Jordan Wilkins, Kamiko Torre, and Rock Yassin last year. So a really good haul for the Colts for Sam Darnold. The pick was also traded in 2017 as part of a one-pick swap that Chicago made to land Mitchell Trubisky at number two. That left San Francisco with Solomon Thomas, and you can argue right now who won that deal. I would say San Francisco did. In 2013, Oakland traded number three to Miami for the numbers 12 and 47 picks. Miami took Deion Jordan, an okay selection. In 2012, Minnesota traded the pick to Cleveland for a haul. They got number 4, 118, 139, and 211. Cleveland took Richardson. The Vikings, 
They ended up with Matt Khalil, Jarius Wright, and Robert Blanton as some pieces of their team over the last half decade that has been one of the more competitive ones in the NFC. So what will happen for the Lions at number three? All of that will unfold Thursday night, whether they trade the pick or keep the pick, whatever they end up doing virtually from Bob Quinn's house in suburban Detroit. We'll find out. But history says if they move the pick, they could end up being the winner of that deal. Just something to think about. And if they stay at three, the chances of them landing a player who can help them should be pretty darn good. Thanks, as always, to my producer, David Woodley, and to Regents Field, Blue Wire, and Bet Online for sponsoring and hosting this episode. You can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at Mike Rothstein. And make sure to give this podcast a five-star review if you listen on Apple. And more than anything else, download and subscribe. All of that helps us grow this podcast and helps get more attention to it, which will lead to better guests down the road and even more things that we can do creatively. So, Please, if you can, take take a minute, download, subscribe, leave a nice review, and that will be very appreciated by me. As always, as we were talking about at the top, consider donating to A2 Neighbors to help out the frontline healthcare workers. Thank you to all of the healthcare workers and first responders who are listening to this episode, along with my cousin's wife, Amy, and my sister-in-law, Trish, both of whom are nurses, one in Boston at Mass General and the other at Duke's Medical Center in the neonatal unit. Thank you to both of you for being willing to work and working so hard as we all deal with the COVID crisis. And with that, we'll be back with you tomorrow to do a little bit more of a draft preview.